0: Good evening and welcome to Sex and Violence with your host, Anthony DeSanctis. Woo! And, and that other guy, Gabe Mara. Who? What? That's you, right? Gabe. I
1: I don't I don't go by that name anymore, man.
0: I'm sorry. Gabriel?
1: No, it's it's um Rodrigo de Macielo.
0: Oh. What that's, he said.
1: That's that's my RuPaul Drag
0: Race name. Oh really? I never got one. It of them.
1: means too much rod.
0: Oh. <laughs> yes, correct.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, where the conversation's always on sexual liaisons. Really, What else is it about, Anthony, guest host?
0: Uh, it's also about violence, so things where people get hurt, bleed, die, crying.
1: It's about fallen pianos.
0: Ooh. That was always a big fear. You know, there's that John Mulaney joke about uh-huh. when you're a child, you worry that, uh, you know... Big concern are falling anvils, and then you grow up and you realize <laughs> none of that ever actually happens.
1: Um, my favorite is the actual the flip side of that one. It's um, in Donald Glover's uh, old bit I mean, back in stand-up days about how he was always afraid of being molested. So he decided that like if he could only, like he thought that was going to happen was that a molester would come up to him and be like, put your own dick up your own butt. So he tried to learn how to do that just in case he got molested.
0: Sex and violence.
1: Real life threads. Yeah. Hello, I'm Gabriel Mara, and with me is Anthony DeSanctis, my yeah. guest host. Thank you for being here, Anthony. No problem, man. Happy
0: to be here. This is exciting. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, Anthony, explain who you are to those who might not know who you are.
0: Uh, so, I am Anthony Joseph DeSanctis. Uh, Good initials. Banger born and bred. This is one of the few times I will ever admit to actually being from Bangor, Pennsylvania. How many
1: times have you heard the I Hardly Know Her thing?
0: Uh... When I was in Banger, it was like every other day uh, (laughs) for 24 years, and then I moved a couple years ago. Uh, I don't hear it as much anymore. I actually did a comedy show where I played a character who made who made fun of Banger, and I had to use that joke all the time. And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" But uh,
1: (laughs) you just kind of you just hoisted yourself by your whatever that word is.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) but uh, so I work at ArtsQuest Cinema Comedy Coordinator there. I see a lot of movies. I help out with some comedy shows. I've also had no life my whole life. I watch a lot of movies. I try and watch at least a movie a day, awesome. more if I can. So
1: I, mean, I you are you are one of the people I know who are a definitely very truly a serious cinephile. Mm-hmm. Like most people who guest on the show, which is a, always a wonderful thing. You, you know that joyful feeling you have when you meet someone and you you want to test the waters of them a little bit. Yeah. That for me my horrible example is always, I ask people what their favorite movies are and if they say Pulp Fiction, immediately, I'm just, either I pounce because I want to test them or I kind of recede like, oh, okay. If your next favorite movie is Boondock Saints,
0: you're out. You're a film bro. That's what it is. That's a
1: great way to be a film bro. And and it's not
0: like knocking the movies. No, of course not. They're They're great. Yeah, but it's like, if you get like this combination of this like strange, dude,
1: it's, uh, it's, Um, fight Club, Boondock Saints, Big Lebowski, Scarface, Scarface, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, we can't really talk, yeah. can we?
0: Those are the movies that like you pretend you have good taste because you've seen those movies. Yeah, but that,
1: that's a guy who's like who likes movies and who will claim it's that 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 asshole who says he's a film buff. Yeah, and you want to fight them on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, Tarantino's my favorite, and I'm like, okay, what else? What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> Can, can can you... Have you seen anything directed by a woman yeah. ever? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Point break. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> that's the only... That's the best possible thing they can say. Yeah. Like, Zero Dark Thirty, Hurt Locker. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet that dude. It's like, my favorite movies. Point break. After Dark. Zero Dark Thirty. And Jennifer's Body. I'd be like, oh rad man yeah Uh, i can dig that though so anthony in all seriousness what are your favorite movies what are your qualifications this is a sex and fucking violence show dude it's always about tits it's always about bare penises uncut on screen
0: so it's funny none of my favorite movies have any of those things uh Really what I look for in a movie uh, is, you know, the kind of just the reaction I, it gets out of me. My favorite movie is actually Some Like It Hot. Oh, awesome. Yeah, directed by Billy Wilder, Meryl Monroe, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon. My
1: favorite of all time is The Apartment.
0: Ah, brilliant. Uh, yeah. The following year. Uh, yeah, i
1: made Best Picture winner.
0: Yeah, so good. Uh, basically, the reason I love that movie so much is I think I, I like wordplay and, you know, euphemisms and all that. Mm-hmm. And that movie is basically like the hangover of its time. You know, in a time of yeah. censorship, everything is just dirty as possible without and
1: it's generally speaking a broad comedy but it's so much better than that
0: yeah and it's like the one thing that like you know if i were to write a script i mean that's like the pinnacle of great script writing but it's something i always try and aspire to get even a fraction of as good as that you know
1: i mean so. uh I, I bet ryan my unusual co-host who's currently in aruba with his wife they're on their honeymoon vacation anniversary thing i bet he's just like fuck it's just these two goddamn film snobs talking about the importance <laughs> of Billy Wilder. Cause I was about to be like, Oh man, like, uh, Oh fuck, what's his name? Um, Lubitch. So it's all about, uh, what I saw this wonderful YouTube video about, like, if you love Wilder, Wilder worship, worship Lubitch. Mm. And it's all about what's the most creative and convenient possible way to explain what you're doing on screen. And that. Have you seen anything by Lubitsch?
0: Uh, Shop Around the Corner. Oh, where did he do? I think he did something called 20th Century or something like that. I think Is that. I so. I know I've seen a bunch more of his films.
1: Yeah, I've you seen Ninochka,
0: and Ninochka. Ninochka, yeah, the Garbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: solid. It's, it's a film snob episode, yeah. gang.
0: If you're here just for the boobs, sorry. <laughs> I also like, uh, I mean, I like Whiplash a lot. It's a bit oh, That's more. a great
1: movie. Oh, oh. I kind of want, because last time I wasn't here, um, Ryan and Daniel shit-talked me the whole time. So, out of curiosity, Anthony, how did you like, um, what were your thoughts genuinely on La La Land?
0: Oh, God. Alright, I actually loved La La Land. Did you really? Did you think I was going to hate it?
1: Yeah, I was hoping Uh, you would. No,
0: I thought it was fantastic. Damn, really? Okay, you know,
1: I'm open to being wrong. I want to be wrong. Explain me why.
0: Okay, well first let me just say that Whiplash is a far superior film.
1: Whiplash is amazing. Yeah,
0: uh, Whiplash I thought about for like days after I saw it. I
1: always think about Whiplash. Yeah. Uh,
0: So... Another one of my favorite movies is The Wizard of Oz, and I'm just a big, you know, I enjoy the flashy musicals if they have a sure. good story and all that, and I just felt that, like, La La Land was kind of a reminder of the magic of cinema to me, and, like, you know, all the the great that we've done in, like, a contemporary take, you know, like the flashy musicals and all that. It also paid homage to Rebel Without a Cause, which is another one of my favorite movies. Uh, but, yeah, like, I left feeling good. I smiled. I, it, was, it was enjoyable. I mean, okay, so... Uh-huh. I'm smiling like this is my Pulp
1: Fiction smile, my jackal smile. Oh,
0: God. All right, so uh, I did think it deserved Best Picture over Moonlight. Did you really? Yes, but it was not the movie I thought should have won Best Picture that year. Interesting. That was Hacksaw Ridge, actually.
1: Oh, honestly, I really wanted to see that, and I just let it fly over my radar because I heard it was good but not worth my time.
0: So I was actually a big Hacksaw Ridge fan. Uh, I think that's the movie that should have won Best Picture that year, and I... I fully acknowledge that Mel Gibson is a terrible human being.
1: You know, so is Robin Polanski.
0: Yeah, but as an artist, as a director, Mel Gibson's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, all, all of his movies are kind of these, like, I mean, yeah, they're a bit more, like, faith-based, but they're also, like, uplifting at the same time. It, nothing but also, wrong with that. But also, like, violent as hell. You know what I mean? And, like, I just left that movie, like, wow, this really happened. This was great. You know it, what I mean?
1: It looked really good. I yeah. just I caught it for, like, literally no reason.
0: Oh well, you it's should... one of those
1: things where I'm like, oh, that's playing. Ah, uh, I could be playing The Witcher right now.
0: Okay, well,
1: I so I'm I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I really got to see it at some point.
0: But uh, but yeah, La La Land. Back to that was just uh, you know, it was a reminder of the, the magic of movie musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you look like this fucking guy. No, 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 no. You're not. You're <laughs> not wrong at all for me. Like for me, that's like
1: that's where it ended. And for me, that it, it comes down to like. The, the clockwork of screenwriting. And for me, it did not fit that at all. Okay. That, like, I don't, like, you know, I love my old, my Billy Wilder films. Mm -hmm. I love classic Hollywood. Singing in the Rain is like one of my top five favorite movies. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's a brilliant movie. I have no objection to, to exuberance, to opulence, to fun, to joy. I just felt that the most interesting thing in that movie would have been that time skip that I, I'm, I think that if you had condensed the entire contents of the movie to the first act and then you made the second the latter two acts, the time skip, that would have been a far more interesting movie about lo- about giving up your dreams or giving up your love for your dreams. Instead, I got the standard, the very charming but standardly written cookie cutter like Breakup and I've gotten into shouting matches with Ryan and guests about that scene with the fight scene the, the, where they argue in the after having dinner. Oh yeah. But no, they
0: never actually eat the dinner. It doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly. But <laughs> why not? He worked so hard. I know. <laughs> and I I just felt like that that was that was a confusingly bad scene. Okay. That where the dialogue just meant nothing. Maybe that was the point. Still didn't like it. And what I wanted to see was that time skip. Okay. You could have a minor time skip where they break up and then i see him not wanting to make a star is born again speak of the time Sign of the times mm-hmm. but i felt that the least interesting thing he could have done was show two people falling in love then skip why they don't love each other anymore i was like no the montage is not enough i love the idea of the montage i just felt that this is all fluff when it could have been substance and you can still create substance out of music, which is still an even better thing. Like a West Side Story. Look at any great musical about something damning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just, it was pretty. Performances were wonderful. The songs I loved. I listen to that soundtrack all the time. Mm. Anyway, we got derailed
0: really fast on that. Oh, good
1: film snob episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, my film bro favorite movie is The Dark Knight. Uh...
1: That's fair. That's a. F- Fucking fantastic movie!
0: I saw it three times in the first forty-eight hours it came out.
1: I saw it eight times in theaters.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Shit! Yeah, I saw it six. So you beat me there. But I remember seeing hey. the first, like the first teaser trailer with Heath Ledger as the Joker, mm-hmm. and I remember the trailer ended. And I'm like, "Why are my pants sticky?" You know?
1: <laughs> like me and my, me and Daniel, the guy I, I like, we run uh, the, the literature podcast as well. Like we both watch it separately, and I think we text each other at the same time. He, it's Michael Mann. He's Michael Manning. So we were just, <laughs> we were just thrilled. So anthony Mm -hmm. we did a movie this week yes it was your selection i believe what was it called
0: it was actually a movie that i can't believe took me 28 years to see it was robert zemeckis's who framed roger rabbit trailer the trailer for the movie okay uh oh no i
1: meant that we're about to play the trailer oh sorry i don't have to sum up the whole movie no (laughs) you you would know if you listen to this show anthony damn (laughs) so trailer now anthony
2: He's going to the beauty parlor darling but i'm leaving you with your favorite friend roger he's going to take very very good care of you because if he doesn't he's going back to the science lab ah! cut, 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 cut. Cut! what the hell was wrong with that take? nothing with you baby herman you were great you were perfect you were better than perfect just roger he keeps blowing his lines roger What's this? A tweeting bird, meeting bird. Roger, read the,
1: the script. Look what it says. It oh, says so rabbit sick. gets
2: clunked. The rabbit sees stars. Who's <laughs> not man, birds? Stars! Can we lose the playback, please? You're killing me, killing me. But crying out loud, Roger! how the hell many times do we have to do this damn scene? Raul! I'll be in my trailer. Take it a nap! Excuse me, Please, Rose, I can give you stars. Just drop the refrigerator in my head one more time. Drank up kept on your head 23 times already. I can take it. Don't worry about me. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the refrigerator.
1: This is the tale of an up-and-coming movie star named Roger Rabbit and a and out private detective hey, stay up. Ah! named Eddie Valiant. Ooga Booga! Every moment they were together ah! was a new adventure in trouble.
2: Hide me, Eddie! Please!
0: It's a motion picture about oh, friendship.
2: Eddie, make it easy! Please, Eddie! Don't tell me I've been making a big mistake! Love. <laughs> Compassion. alright I'm, I'm I'm sorry I yanked your ears. All the time you yanked my ears? Murder. Marvin Acme. A rabbit cacked him last night. Remember, you never saw me. Sex. I'd do anything for my husband, Mr. Valiant. Anything. Oh, oh, and violence. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gets them every time.
2: You wouldn't have any idea where the rabbit might be? Got a
1: thing for rabbits, huh?
2: The whole thing stinks like yesterday's diapers.
1: It's a comedy a little different from
2: all the rest. I'm a pig! I'm a tomb! I'm
1: not bad. I'm just drawn that way. But tell me, Eddie. Is that a rabbit in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Touchstone Pictures and Steven Spielberg present a Robert Zemeckis film. We do
2: may act idiotic, but we're not stupid. Who Framed
1: Roger Rabbit? Great trailer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've ever seen that trailer, to be perfectly honest. No, neither have um, I. So... This is your this was your first time seeing mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Oh uh, well, uh, we'll start with what is this movie for someone who hasn't seen it, and then let me know what are your thoughts on this fucker.
0: So, I mean, like I was reading into like the history of the movie and like the success of the film. And Go it, for it. It was a big hit when it came out. And this was at a time in the 80s when, like, you know, Disney's the huge monster that it is again now. But mm-hmm. like in the 80s, it was kind of at like a it was kind of declining, you know. on yeah. um, uh, what
1: year was Little Mermaid?
0: 89. I think this was like 89. Yeah, it 80s. was right before. Yeah. So, like, you know, seeing the Disney characters and the Looney Tunes together was a big deal, but it wasn't like I think if if it was done for the first time today, I think audiences might go a bit more apeshit for it, you know? Yeah. But it was incredible to see them together. Uh and then you have this completely like uh non-related rabbit. kind of, you know, who's the actual lead character of the movie. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you couldn't make this movie today because the movie has a lot of sex and violence in it.
1: Hell yeah. And
0: like, I mean, Jessica Rabbit on her own, man. Yeah, like,
1: no, there's no fucking <laughs> chance, Lance. Like, it's, like, there are so many focus shots where it's her breasts or yeah. her butt.
0: Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, and there's parts of the movie where Bob Hoskins talks to Jessica Rabbit and his love interest that wait, she's a waitress, I think. Yeah. She, fun fact, is Jora from Blade Runner. Oh, really? Yeah, the snake woman. Damn. Isn't that rad? That's, a that's... I had no idea. Yeah, no,
1: I love her. She's great.
0: <laughs> but no, like, he talks to them like they're objects at times. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a man. You're a woman. You do this. You know?
1: I think that that, was, that, that is calling back to the noir, uh, like, stylings of it. I think it was done on purpose rather than
0: an uh, oversight. Well, I mean, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, as a kid's movie technically yeah it is rated pg it's like whoa is this yeah this wanna... yeah this
1: is like post like goonies and temple yeah. so it should probably should have been pg-13 yeah all things considered yeah. but, but what is the plot of who framed roger rabbit for someone who's never seen it
0: okay for those of you that weren't just listening to the trailer yeah uh so basically sorry beer indigestion <laughs> uh,
1: i was i would have just edited it out but now it's thing.
0: It's okay no worries uh, so, basically, the plot of the movie is it takes place in, I believe, the 40s in like a fictionalized kind of Hollywood studio uh, where humans and cartoons live amongst each other coexisting peacefully. And basically, a human is murdered and Roger Rabbit, a cartoon, is accused of the murder and a detective played by the late, great Bob Hoskins. The great
1: Bob Hoskins. Love that guy. It's
0: Mr. Smee. Yeah. And Mario. And Mario. (laughs) I forgot about that. I'll never forget about that. Yeah. Uh, But uh, basically, yeah, he is uh, the detective assigned to figure out, did Roger Rabbit do it? And he gets sucked into a wormhole of lies and deceit. Some
1: glorious Chinatown action.
0: Yeah. um, That's the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, there's lots of like little cameos from, like I said, Disney characters Mm -hmm. and Looney Tunes and it's... It was great to see them on the big screen, and I really enjoyed the movie. But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, "You could never make this movie today." <laughs> so
1: no, like, I don't know. I mean, for there, there is that element now where, like, I'm sure back in the '70s, '80s, people were like, "They'll never have a Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny thing happening," mm-hmm. but we have, we have it now in our, Avenger, our Avengers movies. Yeah, Avengers movies.
0: In a, in a way, I guess. Yeah, this was the mm-hmm. first. Team up movie.
1: True. So why have you never seen this before? I think for like, um, uh, what year were you born, Anthony? Nineteen ninety. Oh, see, even then, I think that like most '80s, '90s kids, like this was usually playing on like WB and Sunday afternoon. This was in constant rotation for a long mm-hmm. time. It was, it was a little. They had a lot of hopes behind it. A little bit of an underdog. Way overperformed. Huge success. Go, Bob Zemeckis. I mean, like, boy, I, I love that dude's like planning. It's like, like all the back to the future is so much solid, incredibly efficient, but still in your face exposition Mm -hmm. solid. But I felt this was, this was everywhere when I was a kid that I, this is one of those movies where I don't remember seeing it for the first time. It's been programmed into my memory, like star Wars, Indiana Jones and Bruce Lee films. There was not a time in my memory where I had not seen this film. Like, what were you watching when you were a kid?
0: So, I watch the Star Wars movies. You know, I remember seeing The Lion King in theaters, Toy Story, mm-hmm. all that. Like, I watched those. I watched the Disney Channel a lot. So, you know, I've seen Heavyweights a million times. Like, The Big I've Green. I've never seen it. Never seen Heavyweights? Nor The Big Green. Dude, Heavyweights is a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece.
1: Isn't it just Dodgeball?
0: No. Well, it's the Ben Stiller's character. Oh, okay. It's also another movie they could never make today. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, so I don't know. I watched I watched Honey I Shrunk the Kids a Lot, which is actually a funny great movie. Because on the VHS for Honey I Shrunk the Kids is like this three minute short with Roger Rabbit and Herman the I
1: think I maybe Herman. I think I remember yeah.
0: this. So I've seen that thing a million times, but I've never actually seen the movie until now. That's
1: nuts. I just
0: it just kinda just got by me. It was yeah. one of those movies that yeah.
1: Remember VHS commercials? Those are great. Yeah, those work. For me, um, in constant rotation, my VCR was uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And uh, it's, it was always that commercial where the woman goes for the Diet Coke in the fridge. And then her husband or boyfriend's like, yeah, babe, give me a Coke, please. And she goes through the whole <laughs> crazy obstacle course. And then a shadowy Indiana Jones figure gives her a Diet Coke. And then she returns <laughs> to the couch. And I'm like, and to this day, it's always just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. Brought to you by Indiana Jones.
0: What was the first movie as a kid that made you realize? I mean, because you know, you, you grow up and like all movies are good to you as you're like I saw Batman and Robin in theaters and I was like, this is the greatest thing oh, ever. Oh, really? What was the first movie for you that you realized? Wow, some movies suck.
1: Oh man, I honestly I just talked to Ryan about this. It was it was definitely a movie that I was aware I could I was confused why it was bad. It wasn't a Batman thing because it should have been because I rewatched forever. Um, ten years after it came out, and was horrified. But I, I can't remember. What was that first thing that I was convinced was actually a bad movie? I don't know. It's it's lost to my space and time. There were too many movies that I reevaluated later that turned out to be good. I mean, we just did a weird back a dinosaur story. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, bad call. That movie is not good. <laughs> it is a bad movie. Oh, oh What man. was it for you?
0: Uh, I saw Mac and Me when I was 10. You
1: actually saw Mac and yeah. Me? I've never seen... I've just seen Paul Rudd on, like, talk show appearances.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> see Mac and Me. It uh-huh. is a blast to watch. I could watch that movie every day for the rest of my life and laugh my ass awesome. off. But, like, the movie is basically this giant, like, McDonald's Coca-Cola commercial. And it feels that way. <laughs> and, like, also, it's clearly a ripoff of E.T. And, like, yeah. I grew up loving E.T. So maybe I watched mac and me for the first time and i'm like this is not et
1: but i'm still in
0: yeah but i was like i lost faith in humanity a little bit when i saw that movie i was like we can't do everything great
1: that's a shame well so you finally get around to seeing roger rabbit Mm -hmm. now which is a movie most of us i think have seen either in childhood or haven't seen it like ever because i think it is an interesting cross-section now me and ryan are discussing that i think we are at a generation where it's almost forgotten now. I mm-hmm. think most people don't talk about Roger Rabbit anymore. Yeah. What were your thoughts on watching it for the first time as a 27, 28. 28-year-old man? End of the year.
0: I was, I was blown away by the creative, like the brilliance of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just the way that they managed to get the animation and the live action to blend together so well. Like, it, it hasn't been matched properly. No, and it, it just, it doesn't. Not even Space Jam. It doesn't look like it was animated over. Like, mm-hmm. it really, like, you know, obviously, like, they shot it, and then they kind of, like, animated, it, but, like... D- yeah, they drew over the f- cells, probably. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. I, I have to wonder how they did it. Yeah. And nowadays, you don't, you never wonder how they did something it's just it's computers yeah but even but back you're watching this you're like
0: wait how do they do this it's incredible it's like they're really there like it's just Mm -hmm. but just the motion the interaction it's great and like when they went to toontown like and just everything is animated like my mind was just such a
1: great build up to that moment
0: yeah like just the 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 magic behind this the the thoughts of hey this is a movie i want to make what do you think like i need to read more into it but like do you know if anybody was hesitant to make this movie? Like... A lot
1: of people were, actually. Okay. Well, initially it was based on a book. And the book was actually about newspaper characters, not uh-huh. movie stars and, con- and cartoon characters. So it was just too expensive an idea. And even the, they tapped Zemeckis to make it at the very first, but then he just wasn't successful yet. He made used cars. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. that's at which point they were like, not this guy.
0: Kurt Russell. Good movie. Yeah. I Enjoy. haven't seen it yet. I was wanted to. It's good. It's funny.
1: I used to see it at the Hollywood video of, like, i the director of Back yeah. to the Future. But th- it, this was not a safe bet just yet because also Disney was in decline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they weren't, they did not think this was necessarily going to be a home run.
0: Mm. And it turned out to be a good one. Yeah. But no, I just like.
1: I mean, you, you can spoil it if you want to talk about the plot points because this movie is, you know, older than you are.
0: So basically, I mean, like I said, one of the things that they can, another reason they can never make it today is just like. You know the sex. Yeah, but like the lead, the lead character, like, is kind of like a a beat down, kind of like bruised man, and like I'm pretty sure he drinks a lot in the movie. No,
1: he 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 clearly drinks. Yeah. They, they don't hide that <laughs> yeah. at all. The first time you see Eddie Valiant, uh, Bob Hoskins, is so the movie starts with a a classic cartoon, a Tex Avery style mm-hmm. cartoon. Though, like, I, I wanted to like like nerd a few about this quick that like. So I, I love watching old cartoons, love watching old Tex Avery's, old Looney Tunes, but you can even see then that I think Zemeckis had a hand or at least there's modern thoughts in it because there's a lot of really cool perspective shots in it that are mm-hmm. different from a traditional thing, but they cut and they're yelling at Roger fucking up the scene and then uh, Bob Hoskins walks in, screen right, and takes a deep pull of liquor like, they don't... like It's a major plot point when yeah. he decides to stop drinking.
0: Yeah, because, like, yeah, because his brother was murdered, and that pretty much ruined his life, his romance, uh, his job,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and the whole movie, he's just kind of beat down, because they never found the guy who killed his brother.
1: It's which, a straight-up old noir premise. Yeah. And it fell off my leg. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it was nearly empty anyway.
0: Uh, but, yeah, no, it's just... Like, that alone is something that... I think today, if you were to pitch to kids hey, let's make a throwback film noir movie with your favorite cartoon characters. I just don't think it's going to sell.
1: I think it would turn out being The Happy Time Murderers.
0: Yeah, that.
1: Which came and went like a whisper.
0: It did. Uh, that was
1: a, that was sh- I did not even see a trailer. Hmm. It was a shame.
0: But then they get into, with, with Roger Rabbit, like, why is Jessica Rabbit with him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which just kind of does that whole, like, oh, he looks like that and blah, blah, blah. Which is another, like, you know body shaming kind of thing in a way. I mean, I think
1: it's an old Jerry Lewis reference. Oh, that, yeah? you know Jerry Lewis was famously funny looking, but he also got with plenty of women or like an old Woody Allen kind of like reference. It's that these funny guys get these gorgeous women. It's still paid for, played for comedy though.
0: Mhm. But then yeah, but then you have Christopher Christopher Lloyd who I who I I love this character. I mean, yeah. he's he's Judge a, Doom. Yeah, he's such a brilliant mm. character actor. Um but then in the end like the reveal of of the fact that spoiler alert, he is the one who killed uh, Valiant's brother, mm-hmm. and like you never fully see him as a tune, which yeah, to me it's actually just the it made it more frightening. Almost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: I have been known to do a very good Judge Doom impression. I just don't want to do it because it'll blow out all the microphones. Oh no, it's awful. I mean, I could go across the room <laughs> and do it, but it's it's really awful.
0: I can do one animated character. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. It's Cleveland uh, from Family Guy. Okay, solid. Can you
1: sing the entire theme song?
0: I don't actually know the theme song. Oh, damn. But uh, I hope this is good. Okay. Oh, Peter, that's nasty. Solid. Thank you. All
1: right, now I feel like I'm going to go over there and try to do my Judge Doom. (laughs) It will blow (laughs) out everything.
0: Help I'm about to be murdered. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man. I
1: believe that impression is why Ryan Snyder is friends with me. Oh man. Right. So <laughs> the, um so clearly you like the movie.
0: I did, yeah. It was I, I would watch it again. Like I'm after I watched it, I was like, I can't believe I waited twenty. Yeah, years. I really to can't watch
1: believe it. Like this is a touchstone movie for me that I love like I I, weirdly enough there are two movies I watch while I'm doing my laundry because these are like my bizarre comfort films Mm -hmm. like like ones I know inside and out and they have a weird frequency in my brain that indicates fold eat food watch and it's this one and Kramer versus Kramer for some reason
0: I love Kramer versus Kramer I fucking love Kramer versus Kramer so good that movie's
1: amazing oh yeah um, that might be my movie, uh, Midnight Movie Club pick at some point. Ooh. So you got to join us for that. I one. will
0: definitely join you for that. I one.
1: like I lo- I feel like it's my obligation to bring in like quiet dramas because everyone else does like like ballsy stuff.
0: I saw that Steve part in Zulu. How was that?
1: Oh <laughs> god, damn! That movie was frustrating today. Shit, like it was kind of it was well, it was incredibly well made, but. I am really not into movies about the oppressors as heroes anymore. Mm-hmm. Bad timing, man. I don't. I do not want to see like, oh yes, the heroic British versus the savages in their own home. You're the invaders, you Michael Caine motherfuckers. That's so like I'm all the westerns
0: right. with the uh, like the Indians as the villains. Yeah, or Native Americans. Sorry, the yeah.
1: American. It's it's an awful. Th- it was a bummer, but yeah. Oh well.
0: But but, uh, but yeah, much Rabbit. I would totally watch it again. Actually, I am going to because I, bl- I bought the definitely I bought the Blu Ray for like five dollars on Amazon. Which oh is, shit! Yeah, it was the only reason I was like, I got to watch this. It's five mm-hmm. dollars. Might as well get around to doing this. But yeah, it's. I think this is probably the of any movie that I've ever waited a long time to see. I think this is probably the one where I'm like, how 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 did I how
1: this Anthony how? Yeah. This is really like I like this is an, a, a pro. Like I guess it's a program movie for me that. I love it so much, and there's so much here. Like I don't think I've watched it since I've had a proper film education, and watching it now, it's so technically amazing. Mm-hmm. Like there's that one shot, you know, like you see retrospectives, and they'll bring this one in. There's that same shot they always show because it's amazing. Where it's during Jessica Rabbit's performance, and she walks across the spotlight from a low angle, and you see her in all of her busty glory, mm-hmm. and the light covers her and follows her. And like it's it's fuck. I, I hear I'm not an animator. I hear it is difficult to animate light, oh, and I bet. it's really really beautiful watching the motion. Sometimes it looks a little clunky, but on the whole, the effect is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the weasels bust into Valiant's place, and you're holding real guns. There's so much thought put into this movie that, like, you see so much wonderful detail. It's I'm, I I love this fucking movie so much. Yeah. As a lover of noir and everything.
0: Another fucked up thing about the movie, though, th- another reason they can never make it today is they kill they kill cartoons in the movie. Yeah,
1: dude, that poor shoe. Yeah, right. I was like, save
0: him. You know who's, who voices the shoe? <laughs> who?
1: Um, Nancy Cartwright, voice of Marge Simpson. Oh, really? So that's Marge Simpson going. <laughs> and then panicking like i'm like why is this judge allowed to kill a shoe yeah 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 it's poor fucking shoe dude no
0: yeah it's dark dark dark
1: this movie is scary honestly Mm -hmm. for kids like i just did my fucking judge doom thing and you were you were terrified as a grown-ass man looking at me it's a it's this movie is so fucking wonderful like i'm not a goonies guy i'm really not okay i feel i need to apologize for that all the time but this is that (laughs) movie where it's a hard pg that is terrifying and wonderful. And technically, it's a fucking marvel in the writing again. it It's like like the wonderful writing <laughs> of Back to the Future. That it's it's such good book ending. It's so well thought out. That, you know, I like my one car wise as much as the next guy, if not more so. But I love a perfectly built script machine. And this is one of
0: them. You know, I don't think that Zemeckis actually like is talked about enough in terms of like, The great director list. I agree. Because, like, I mean, don't come out. His movies are a bit more commercial than a lot of others, but, Mm -hmm. like...
1: It can be a little ham-fisted. Like, like his musical choices Mm -hmm. are often really, like, like Flight and Gump. Those are movies where, if you... I told you, Vietnam scene, the first... And pick a song. The first thing you'd say would be, Fortunate Son, and that would be his pick.
0: Or the... uh, What's that... What's that song by Buffalo Springfield? I think oh, it's. Oh, yeah, uh,
1: something's happening here or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. also in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but like, you know, but I mean, aside from that, like Forest Gum, I, I know a lot of people suddenly hate this movie. Why? I don't know. They're like, in the later years, there's been a, like a kind of a pushback against it. <laughs> I
1: love that movie but so much. Me too.
0: I think that's brilliant. She back... tasted
1: like cigarettes.
0: <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, but that, Back to the Future, all of them. Uh, what Lies Beneath, I think, is great. That's a great yeah. movie. Castaway, I love. Like, yeah. I mean, even. I still love Castaway. Even Contact, I'm a fan of. <laughs> you so. know,
1: I remember loving that movie when I saw it for the first time as a kid on VHS. That's a good movie.
0: Yeah, even I, I, I You saw me watch this for the first time that day. Romancing the Stone. Yeah, I enjoyed. I the forget hell. that's him. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a
1: perfectly commercial and smart director. Yeah, that, like boy, I, I challenge anyone to pick a movie in the last ten years that's as tight and like tightly made as any of the Back to the Futures because mm-hmm. they're incredible. Like, just the, the the sheer foresight alone. Like, if, if you want to consider a director who considers everything on frame at all times, he's one of them. Yeah, definitely. It's just that people want to shit on him because of, like, Polar Express. Mm-hmm. His noted failures have been big failures. But he's an incredible director. Yeah. Um. So, Anthony, we've been talking about this long enough. Clearly, you love it. So, we'll do our um, tried and true sex and violence tests.
0: Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. I will administer them. normally, I make Ryan administer them, but then he's in Aruba, Bahama, he's whatever coming on pretty mamas. No, whatever. So, first of all is the bar test. Okay. Anthony, it's a beautiful autumn day. You have your day off. It's like 4 p.m. It's, you know for some reason, you're just wandering around town, you're chilling out, and you see a bar, open windows, cozy. It's the right day for a drink. You sit down at the bar, and you see Who Framed Roger Rabbit is playing on the television. The bartender goes, oh, what are you having? What do you order, and what do you do?
0: I order Sam Adams. Okay. Because I'm a big Sam Adams person. Solid, and, solid. And then I say, oh, hey, turn up Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Mm-hmm. I get it. So you're just going to stick around and enjoy? Yeah. I mean, you'd be wrong not to.
0: I'm easily entertained by what's on the TV. So. I can do it. Yeah.
1: For me, like, it's too many bars i've seen go ahead and grab your beer man too many bars i've been to i i I, i'm a bartender i fucking hate how many bars play only espn or cnn or fox news i can't fucking stand it It drives me bonkers
0: wait there's fox news at bars that's a thing at
1: my bar in (laughs) allensaw pennsylvania one tv plays cnn the other plays fox news it's incredible it's oh, right. a fucking drag. And for me, it's like white noise. I'd rather not have it if it's going to be there. I might as well play nothing, play something of substance <laughs> or nothing. And my favorite bars in New York. I still have several favorites that will just have Netflix going, and they'll ask what people want to watch next. And mm. that's, that's fucking heaven for me. Have you been to Videology in Brooklyn? No. Um, Videology is in Williamsburg, obviously. It's this amazing bar that's also a small mini theater in the back. No admission. You can just enjoy. It's also a video store. Oh, shit. It's fucking heaven. I need to go. Yeah, you gotta go. Like, next time you're in Williamsburg, just check it out. It'd be like, videology. It's, a, it's all known.
0: I mean, the word's video store. It's becoming an old-fashioned yeah. term, you know what I mean? I wanted more
1: than anything as a kid to be a video store owner. This is the dream. I think most of us who are like weird film obsessives yeah. now we just want to own video stores. Did
0: you know that the last, I saw that the, there's one Blockbuster left in Alaska and they have their own beer now.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. It's a Blockbuster brewed beer. Dude, Blockbuster. This is your fucking <laughs> chance, dude. This is your fucking
1: chance to grow. That's genius. Yeah. Become a bar scene where people play movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. We miss it. Videology's crushing it. So for me... I walk into a bar, and I see Roger Rabbit's playing. I'm not leaving for two hours. I'm there. I'm going to ask the bartender, did you put this on? And if he did, then we're going to, or she, we're going to high five for like 20 minutes and then continue with the movie. And for this, I kind of want, I don't want to get like trashed right away. So I want to find a good drink that matches it. So something... Maybe something fruity. Maybe something fun. Something weird. I'd ask the bartender, "What's the weirdest drink you have on the menu that's also light and sweet? If you can throw a carrot in it, all the better." Hmm. Okay. And test number two. It's called the Katie Catest test, because of a friend of ours, a guest on the show, who is a young aspiring filmmaker and an aspiring film uh, cinephile. So, Anthony, would you recommend *Who Framed Roger Rabbit* to a like bur- burgeoning cinephile? If so. What's next, and if not, what else?
0: When you say if so, what's next? Like, I suggest if I suggest the movie, do I yes. have to give other movies to them as yeah, well? Correct. Okay, uh, I would absolutely suggest it because it's kind of the the. At the same time, it's this great celebration of live action and animation rolled into one film. So you get like the filmmaking process at its absolute best it's in my opinion. So I would absolutely suggest it. If I'm trying to find something afterwards, that's a bit more like, you know, kind of a, a pop culture kind of mashup into one film or whatever you like, whatever
1: you'd recommend. What is the next step for someone pursuing a film education? If they love who frame Roger Rabbit, what is the next step for you You'd recommend?
0: Okay. Uh, in that case, honestly, uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm going to go with Wreck-It Ralph.
1: That's a solid. I fucking love Wreck-It Ralph.
0: Yeah. So good. And it's this fucking mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the pop, it's the pop filter yeah. fucking you up. Uh, I'm probably. Okay. So I'm going to give two answers. I'll go with Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's um, again, it's a celebration of pop culture, but from a, a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a strong character piece. You know what I mean? About not doing what society expects yeah. of you.
1: And, and I on, cry in the movie all the time. Like, yeah, you are a monster. Oh and, <laughs>
0: and I would suggest Double Indemnity, solid to understand what a quintessential film noir is like. So Third. I kind of feel like if you put if you put Double Indemnity and Wreck It Ralph together, you get Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: That's a very good call.
0: I think I hit the mic again.
1: That's okay. Okay. It, it's providing a really funny yeah. noise. Um, solid calls. Personally, I, I'm thinking exact same like lines. Um, my noir, I'd probably go with Chinatown.
0: Great movie.
1: I think you, you go a little backwards. You go Chinatown or you go Long Goodbye. The Long Goodbye isn't as good a jump onto point. That's a post point.
0: That's like, the, uh, it's Robert Altman, it's Elliot yeah. Gould, right? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I love that movie. He talks to himself a lot in the movie. It took yeah. me a while to get used to it. But,
1: uh-huh. me, yeah. like, like, you have this little sandwich of you have, like, like a classic uh, Marlowe story, like uh, Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. and then you have Long Goodbye for deconstruction, and then if you want the modern take on it, you have Inherent Vice. Going backwards is just, like, Ryan loves Inherent Vice. Isn't much one for classic films, but I'm trying to get him to watch Long Goodbye. Cause I think that's a fucking tremendous movie. Right. Really? But I think Chinatown, great follow-up. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I was also thinking Wreck-It Ralph. Because mm-hmm. that is your same kind of notion of, of crossover appeal of famous characters mixed with solid writing. Either that or if somehow they haven't seen it yet, watch Back to the Future. Which is just, <laughs> in terms of tightrope, high as fucking hell stakes with incredible character writing. Um, I just watched this wonderful video off YouTube from this channel called Just Write, link the W, mm-hmm. and it's all about uh, it's a it's a screenwriting channel, and there's this wonderful series, like episode they have about protagonists who don't change, and that's something I realized that Marty McFly doesn't change, especially not at least the first one. So no, you're right. Yeah. It's one of those like everyone else changes things. You have a certain temperature change of character, but it's pretty awesome.
0: But it was the other characters needed to change. Them. Oh, yeah. Like, it was all about George.
1: Yeah. George is the one to change Yeah.
0: Honestly, Back to the Future is one movie that, like, I think probably more than any other movie, if you've told me you haven't seen, I will make you watch immediately. Yeah. It is probably the most fun movie ever made, in my yeah. opinion. And yeah, it's like. You either, I mean, all of them is subjective. We all have our own opinions. But mm-hmm. you either like Back to the Future or you're wrong. I, so. yeah,
1: ex- exactly. <laughs> I, I think that you, you don't, you, clearly you don't appreciate life if you don't like Back yeah. to the Future. That movie, no pun intended, is a Swiss watch. Mm-hmm. That it, everything is a tight loop. And even if you want to argue about like, like fucking time travel rules, mm-hmm. you, can, you can just looper someone. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. It's time travel. Yeah. You don't <laughs> argue about it. All right, Anthony. We're going to go on break. Okay. Um, and then we'll be back. Talking about what you've been watching lately. Okay. And also, one of our games. Yay, games. Ryan, come back soon, even though I'm having a great time with Anthony. All right. We'll be back. Peace out.
2: Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good. Because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading?
1: Hate it. I've always hated it.
2: Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh oh. The Sith. Because yep, uh, basically, uh,
1: the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon (laughs) Blackwater. Oh my God! This this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like. And surely our... you were
1: in a car that landed in black water? Yeah,
2: I dude, I know. I fucking killed a You fought? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: you, oh, okay. Never mind. Um, wrong side.
2: Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay. Because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host, Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Because, like, her reaction to that is like, you never read The Giver? You work in a bookstore. And, and, I, and I was, like, really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right?
1: On Air Challenge, Slow Readers Exclusive. Slow Readers Exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl possess. <laughs>
2: then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one
1: <laughs> run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like no. <laughs> no,
2: no, not nope. going that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk-chugging right-wingers though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. barrel to arms. The magicians. Wise but Ethan. From. An object of beauty. So go ahead continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot-ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio
0: i almost glad you
1: do go ahead anymore I would never deprive you of a clap.
0: I have the clap.
1: Uh oh, just like Russell Brand. Yeah. Get into the Greek.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hello, Anthony. None of that happened during the break, though. No. So.
1: Yeah, it's only been a minute.
0: Yeah. So, fun fact: uh, when I was in um, when I was in college, I made a movie about. It's a piece of shit film Uh about this guy who anytime heard a clap would ejaculate. Awesome. I called it the clap at the time, but I think a better title would have been hold your applause. Awesome. So. Solid. Yeah. I regret that I didn't think of that until a couple years later.
1: Yeah, listeners, Anthony's also a filmmaker. Yeah. Which is an exciting thing. Mm -hmm. If you want to plug that at the end, please do so. If you don't want to plug that, that's fine. I can plug that. Yeah, very few people have seen the few short films I've made for school and otherwise because I am
0: am uh, ashamed of them. Yeah, the ones I made in college I'm ashamed of too. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. It's okay. I mean, Edgar Wright was ashamed of his movies. Yeah. I got
1: better. Yeah. I love that movie so much. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So, it's time for a quiet segment that we do, especially when there's not much to talk about, especially when we have a new guest, Anthony. What you been watching lately, bro?
0: So what have I been watching lately? Mm-hmm. Uh today I drove to Bryn Mawr Film Institute to check out this film from Israel called The Cake Maker. Uh it is Israel's official submission for Best Foreign Language Film this year. Uh it's also told partly in German, told partly in German and in English. Cool. Uh, basically it is the story of this German cake maker who one day uh a jewish man walks into his bakery and the two strike up a uh, a romance uh he is but this uh this man is married uh with uh a wife and a child and their affair goes on for a year and then the man is killed in a tragic accident so the cake maker goes to israel to meet the wife and son out of just sheer curiosity and kind of gets mixed up with them and kind of falls for the wife and it's oh yeah
1: uh honestly that sounds is it was it well first of all was it good it was great um is it a contender for best foreign
0: i think it could be yeah um mm-hmm. i've seen i mean what one last year what one last year uh is that
1: a, a, a an amazing woman a fantastic right woman. fantastic woman yeah i was very underwhelmed by that briefly really yeah i thought it was i thought it was really good i think stylistically it was incredible mm-hmm. but on the whole i kind of walked out like huh
0: eh. I enjoyed it, but the film I thought was best last year was uh, In the Fade, which was not even nominated. That's a show.
1: So, I don't know what that one was.
0: But uh, I've seen like, f- so there's like 90 countries that submit to this, mm-hmm. and like you, you can s- go online and see a list of every uh, country submission, but uh, I've seen like six of them. Really? And, yeah. Uh, I went to TIFF this year, so I saw- Oh, awesome. Yeah, so I saw like Columbia submission, Birds of Passage, I saw uh, Sweden submission, Border... I uh, saw so Germany's submission, Never Look Away, which is from the director of the lives of others. A whole bunch of great oh, wait, wait. stuff.
1: Dude, I, I love that you're the guy at TIFF who goes to see all the glorious foreign admissions. Yeah. Like, if it was me, I would have been like, Widows is here.
0: Yeah, uh, but I hear Widows is great. I hear it's um, amazing. But uh, I think it doesn't matter, really, if any of these have a chance at winning, because I don't think they do, because... Uh, Alfonso Cuaron's the movie *Roma* is Mexico's official submission. Oh, and I did
1: not know he had another movie coming out. Oh
0: yeah, look, it's dropping on Netflix though, but it's still uh, like getting like a theatrical release and everything in places. I've missed him. Yeah, he, this is actually a more like back to his roots kind of thing. It's a very cool. quiet, personal movie, but it's getting a lot of acclaim for best picture. And uh, basically, the way I see it is, if you're nominated for both best foreign film and best picture. There's no way you can lose Best Foreign Film if you can also get that Best Picture (laughs) Uh, nomination. Yep. So, but again, that's to be determined. We'll Uh, we'll see. Yeah.
1: It's all politics.
0: Uh, In the last couple days, I watched... I watched Romancing the Stone, also from Robert Zemeckis, which Hell I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed. Nice, cool, kick-ass adventure movie from the early 80s.
1: Little Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner Yeah, connect to Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: Oh, yeah, because Jessica Rabbit. Although mm-hmm. Kathleen mm-hmm. Turner is never actually credited for the role. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, The singer of it is a known rom-com star, uh, Amy Irving, mm-hmm. from Crossing Delancey, a perfectly charming rom-com from the 80s.
0: Yeah uh she was also she was in carrie she was uh oh, right.
1: she was um the the friend wasn't she sue was that her name
0: Nah, eh, whatever right. she married spielberg for a bit and they got divorced mm. but uh yeah and then i watched for the first time uh sex lies in videotape
1: oh really which i
0: loved that's loved, a great loved.
1: fucking movie yeah Peter Gallagher and his mm-hmm. fucking eyebrows, I mean, like I had uh, um, Andy McDowell is one of my first all time crushes, like I mm-hmm. love her to fucking death. um, who's the other woman in that?
0: uh was her sister Laura San Giacomo, she's a pretty woman she was on uh just shoot me,
1: oh, I don't know her,
0: okay, yeah, i but um, you so probably Spader. know her face if you saw her, mm-hmm. but yeah, but no, the movie's great, and it's like you know it's one of those like quintessential films of independent cinema yeah like it kind of almost kicked off the whole like indie boom of the late 80s mm-hmm. early 90s so. yeah like
1: that and your clerks and yeah. your reservoir dogs mm-hmm. and your slacker are the four films that exploded yeah. indie film in the 90s
0: yeah
1: uh, so I'm, I'm I, I love sex lies and videotape mm-hmm. I'm a big Soderbergh guy mm-hmm. that I mean he's just the fuck. have you seen uh, Bubble?
0: I have not seen Bubble.
1: Um, so I, I am a like quiet Soderbergh worshiper, mm-hmm. and Bubble, I think, is one of his absolute best because it is about extraordinarily boring people having extraordinarily boring conversations that lead up to murder and then more boring conversations that happen afterwards. But because it's him, it's absolutely hypnotic.
0: Is just like white people problems? Yeah. Kind it's, of
1: movie. it's like okay, so we'll, we'll reenact the scene from it. You be um uh the guy who gets murdered, this tattooed guy, okay. and I'll be this woman who looks like Margot Martindale. It's like okay. so, tattooed guy. You like uh like going to movies?
0: Movies are cool. I like movies. He
1: sips his beer. Oh, and it's like that for fucking two hours. Really? And it's great. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh, it's ex- I love Bubble with my whole heart. So
0: it's basically Metropolitan, but with a murder. Who's
1: I haven't seen that one. Oh, uh,
0: who is it? I think it's Witt Stillman. Witt Stillman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's essentially just... A bunch of 20-somethings in the early 90s that, you know, I think they live in the metropolitan part of New York.
1: What if they're rich people? I'm not into it. These are really poor people oh. in like, the Rust Belt.
0: Oh, no, yeah. These are, like, rich snobs. Oh, yeah. No, I don't watch
1: them. <laughs> okay. They're, they're, yeah. I, I hate them. You're not but missing much. Yeah, no. It's these charming, like, these, these small-town folks who want so little <laughs> and can't even get it. It's such a great movie.
0: It sounds like The yeah. Town of banger. Hey. So. Harsh. Depends. Sorry, uh, Anything
1: else you've seen that you've loved this film lately?
0: Uh, what have I seen? Anything
1: sexy and violent?
0: Sexy and violent. I saw Assassination Nation.
1: How was that?
0: You know, so I went to Sundance this year. and awesome. I missed it at Sundance, but it was the film that had the 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 largest uh, studio distribution purchase. Uh, Neon bought it for ten million dollars, and that was the biggest purchase at Sundance this year.
1: Why wouldn't you just call it Assassin Space
0: Nation? Words. I don't know.
1: Like, like that's that's like my my like like and I hate missing or an awkwardly placed portmanteau bummed me out
0: (laughs) but uh i honestly really enjoyed the movie it's it's like i I mean if you're familiar with like the advertising for it it is a contemporary retelling of like the salem witch trials and the crucible and all that and just kind of how social media can make you think certain things about people and this whole town basically turns against these four girls due to a computer hacker leaking all this information about the town yeah it's i heard it was
1: just the purge meets heathers
0: that's a good way to put it actually. But I mean, I was it is artistic as fuck to be honest. Like it's just Okay. I I was blown away by it. So, so like,
1: I will definitely buy into something that is visually exciting yeah. even if it's not that well written. Like if it's not if it's not jerking my chain, mm-hmm. it doesn't take too much time, then I'm really into it.
0: Are there any uh directors out there that are known for being like are really artistic and out there that you hate?
1: That's a good question. Um there has to be uh let me think here who is someone who actually makes me angry because i know i have to have a few of them i don't know you can't you can't just spray these things on you, sorry okay <laughs> like i have an entire like, like like i'm gonna think of one like in two hours i want to like edit it in um i don't know do you
0: uh so uh the Zack snyder one I don't mind his movies. Some of them aren't great, but others I can totally watch. I can watch Watchmen. I can watch 300. I can watch Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is ridiculous, but I could watch it. I can
1: enjoy that movie. Yeah. I, I I, will actively be like, this movie's fucking stupid, but I will also <laughs> enjoy it.
0: See, I will defend Man of Steel, though, to its dying breath. Oh,
1: my God. I okay, hold on. I think this hold movie on. is a masterpiece. Pump the brakes. <laughs> okay, no, I will let everything slide, I, but that one. Explain yourself.
0: Okay, so it is very much a realistic take on what would happen if Superman came to earth like how would the world react to him you know and i think it's basically the way it would go we would treat him as a freak of nature be terrified by him and then need him when something worse came along and i it's very much him just groping with the fact that he has these powers he doesn't want to have and he has these two fathers that give him different perspectives on things the one saying you know just let these kids on the bus die because the world isn't ready for you and the other one's saying what is it russell crowe says You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. And one day they will join you in the sun. I've seen the movie one or 20 times. Oh, my Uh,
1: God. Really?
0: Uh, And then what else? I mean, yes, he causes mass destruction at the end of the movie. But he's been Superman for a day. Give him a break. Uh, but then no, the we la- are
1: doing this movie now with you here because I I love arguing about Man <laughs> of Steel. This is a thing I love my whole heart.
0: Well, that's the thing that was. I think a lot of people expect the Boy Scout version of Man of Steel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Truth, justice, in the American way. But that doesn't work in twenty well twenty thirteen when it came out. It doesn't work Holy today. Fuck, it's been
1: five years. Yeah,
0: that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I-, I just think everything about it is perfect. I love the color choices. I love the ending line. Do you I think- love the product placement? What product placement?
1: Dude, that movie, every other shot's product placement. He crashes into a Sears like twice and like five 7-Elevens and an IHOP or two. Well,
0: they all got to go. So and, then that's there's
1: okay. the, and, that's, and then there's all the horrible forced imagery. Can you be any more obvious than having him confess with a huge Christ behind him and then him falling to earth like Christ?
0: Oh, see, I like that.
1: Oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> it blows me out. Okay, man. Like, I... I okay. um, I... You make it sound like a great movie. Because it is. And I want to believe that's what that movie says, but holy fuck does it not. That movie does not function at all. It's a bicycle with one wheel that doesn't have the dignity to be a unicycle. It is just, it does not function. Like, if you want to tell a deconstructionist superhero story, you can look at either Spider-Man 2, which actually is, believe it or not, a deconstructionist superhero story about sacrifice. Or you can look at like something like Super, which is a great... Have you seen Super? I've seen both of those. I love those things. And there's a great deconstruction of superhero film. And Man of Steel on a storytelling level does not function. That the second the like you get like if you looked at the at the script, it does not add up. He okay, let alone so, so if I can put one thing forward. Why is Amy Adams told to come on the spaceship?
0: That is the one thing that basically... Okay, I'll give, give you this one. Okay, thank you. This is the one of those things where it's just kind of like... The the story takes Lois Lane kind of... It kind of puts her in places just to put her in places. That's
1: a massive waste of an Amy Adams. One I of see, the finest actresses of our generation.
0: I love Amy Adams. I do not think she should have been Lois Lane. Though. No, I don't think so, so either. Oh, I think oh, you should have picked... fucking. <laughs> Sorry. Let's take that back. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, no I, I think you could have picked a generic ass brunette. You could have brought back Kate Bosworth. I don't care. I don't know about that one. What? Yeah, I, I, I think Returns functions. I don't think it's a great movie. Though. I'd have
0: given it to like Rose Byrne or like Mary Elizabeth oh, I Winstead. I love Rose Byrne so know? much. So.
1: I love her with my whole heart. I think that what a waste of an of a incredible talent. And like... I like I I can have fun with Batman versus Superman. I think that's a fun movie with scenes I actually look forward to. I sit across Man of Steel folded arms like bad planning, bad structure, bad writing. No reason this is happening. See, Sears, why I I know you bought money in this.
0: We switched cuz I I was Okay, I'm a massive Batman fan mm-hmm. and I Loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought no, he was. The best thing about
1: BVS is Affleck. Affleck yeah. is an excellent Batman.
0: He is. And, like, he's the saving l- grace of the movie. But that
1: line, we've always been criminals. Like, I've never seen anyone rewrite brilliantly the history of Batman in one sentence.
0: Yeah. He's great. But it's is the bad director. My anticipation for that movie, I think for three years of it coming, mm-hmm. I have these expectations. And, I knew it wasn't going to be The Dark Knight. Like, I knew that, you yeah, know?
1: That, and that's fine. No one no one needed it to be. Yeah,
0: but I think just three years of anticipation. I saw the movie for the first time, and I think I told myself from the sheer waiting that I liked the movie more than I did. I see. Uh, but then I watched it a couple more times, and I was like, I don't like this at all. So Man of Steel, though. No,
1: fucking way <laughs> at the man. end,
0: he, he gets the job at the Daily Planet, and Lois Lane goes, Welcome to the planet, and he goes, no, Happy to be here! Awful, fucking great ending line,
1: awful, perfect, truly, truly <laughs> awful. I walked away from that movie, like, furious, and oh my god, I, I like what he's crying. Does this, the structure <laughs> of why, what is the point of like, of him having to destroy that machine is to come back. There's such to- okay. It's like... uh, Did you like Interstellar? I did. Um, I think Interstellar's great, except for that mid-climax, where all of a sudden I'm supposed to be afraid that Casey Affleck's gonna murder his sister. I'm like, you're manufacturing stakes right now. That's preposterous. And... All of a sudden Superman is flying to destroy the one machine and he keeps on hitting him back and forth. But I don't care anymore. You're not doing... It. Superman is an amazing character. I love Superman. I love Batman. I'm a big superhero guy, clearly. But you make him pointless. That if he had made this amazing movie about the alien who comes to Earth and destroys the world, I'd be right fucking there if my money. I think that... Any movie where it has a character just kind of like announce his intentions and then he gets his suit and then all of a sudden he's jumping around and like happy and smiling. That was the scene where I was like, oh no, this movie's bad.
0: He wasn't really smiling. He was struggling to fly. And, oh, and then he was and, happy when he got it.
1: Yeah. And no, so you compare that to Spider-Man and the first scene he tries to websling. Like, It's just character building and at no point is Clark Kent a character in this thing. He is a... MacGuffin. Everything in this movie is a MacGuffin. It's just a drag. Anyway... No, I can't wait to have you back talk about this movie because this is something I can talk about for fucking days.
0: <laughs> days. Especially... I'm going to watch this again and take notes. No, and the hell like, yeah. Dude. No, it's like, like, Arm yourself, Anthony.
1: Arm yourself. I'm ready. I have not met someone who I respect your film taste <laughs> who also loves this. I've been waiting for this day to fight someone who sticking to their guns and knows what they're talking about wants to argue with me about Man Well, of Steel. listen. Let
0: me tell you this, though. Uh, this is one of those movies, though, that I completely understand why people don't like it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a movie that, like, I know people either love or hate. It's a very divisive movie. I totally...
1: Yeah, beyond that.
0: I totally get... I get that. But Mm -hmm. I am on the, I love it side. But I understand why other people feel the way they do about it, so...
1: And honestly... I would love nothing more than for you to convince me. Okay. I want to like this. I love these, of mo- these characters, all these movies, and if you convince me that this is great, that's only a win for both of us, mm-hmm. and also be a win for me if I convince you it's terrible. Never gonna happen. All right, that's fine. <laughs> um, so quickly, um, I saw Black Klansman, finally. Did mm-hmm. you ever see it? Oh, yeah. Um. I I was a little wine drunk. Let's be fair. Me and my friend smuggled in a bottle of wine during it, and I really really loved it. It's great. Like I I it's, it, it's I think it's going to be my top three of the year. Really, I think so. My Damn. number one is unequivocally First Reformed. Like I walked out of First Reformed shaking to my core. Mm-hmm. It's a great and movie. I, I I holy fuck that I love it. Like I I go to the theater you work at very frequently. I've seen you there. Yeah, and I sat <laughs> down and. The second the screen collapsed to 4-3, I'm like, is this movie in 4-3? Mm-hmm. You fucking shitting me? Schrader. <laughs> and I, I love First Reform, But I wasn't expecting to love Black Clansman as much as I did. Like, I felt it was a little bit... It's not perfect. It's a little messy at parts. I mean, it has every Spike Lee problem a Spike Lee movie, like, movie can have. But... Not even despite that, probably because of it, I think it's amazing. Like It's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. And not really a spoiler because today, but um, so like Ron Stallworth, um, young Denzel, uh, he finishes his mission and it's kind of happy times, you know, as, as happy as he can be. And my friend Ethan Parkinson was just like, wait isn't how the movie ends, is it? And I'm like, no, hold on. And then it ends if the montage is it does, and you want to throw up because of how it goes. It's it, I fucking loved it to death. Mm-hmm. Like, I I I don't know what my top five of the year, top ten of the years are so far, but it's there, buddy.
0: Uh, uh, so what's you said top three? Do you know what your th- third movie was you said first reformed black klansman
1: um i'm not sure yet I, I honestly this hasn't been a year where i've been head over heels for a lot of movies yeah. i i like like last year it was a real fight for me that you know, it was a, like really uphill like i mean blade runner came out last year but I, I think the only movies that come to mind that i saw in theaters that i walked out wowed by i mean maybe avengers will squeak in at like 10 because mm-hmm. it's the stakes don't matter can't be dead if the sequel but <laughs> i um initially i was really really hesitant to like crazy rich asians because of all the historical importance to me as an asian i, I talked about this in a previous episode but um i think that's gonna that might be number three for me because really? that like at first i love a good rom-com anyway mm-hmm. but my first watch i was like it was good i'm really glad it happened <laughs> but on a second watch i'm like oh this is just a really great incredibly charming rom-com yeah
0: yeah definitely no i enjoyed that movie too i smiled the entire movie start to finish
1: yeah. like visually it's exciting yeah it's fun yeah it's charming mm-hmm. there's bye bye birdie all over the place it's really really sweet Yeah, and holy fuck it's so incredibly visually engaging
0: there's gonna be two more did you know that i am so fucking in Bring it i like on. Emma chan yeah she uh, Ever since Humans, I've been a big fan yeah. of her. My
1: girlfriend was like, "That's a girl from Humans." I'm yeah. like, "No fucking way!" Yeah. The robot woman, word. Holla. Yeah, I'm all about it. All right. Um, that's what we watched this week. We'll play our last game. I think running a little long, but that's okay. We're having a good time. So, Anthony, Rodrigo. it is time. Thank you. It is time for double feature, double trouble Uh-oh. theme song. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. So, now is a segment where myself and normally Ryan and a guest come up with double feature dream watches. Where, as we all know, in old good old fashioned drive in double feature, you will have an A picture and a B picture. A is your crowd pleaser, B is your subversive one, thus the term B movie. And we have a theme provided by our guest, and we come up with double features that we would love to see. And then we decide if we want to see the other's movie. Anthony, what was the theme you selected for us?
0: Okay, I'm going to try and word this right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did I end up with kids? And you can't see, but my hands are in the air like, what is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Yeah, so basically the movies uh, in this list will be kind of like our lead characters are neer do kind of independent, on their own, very self-obsessed, who somehow end up with kids and change their way. doesn't have to be their own kids, but... Children being presented into their lives change them as human beings. Yeah,
1: it's all about becoming a better person right. through the love of an unexpected child.
0: Right. Word.
1: Um, Anthony. First, what is your A movie?
0: Okay. So I want to point out, I like my B movie more, but my A movie—that's movie... fine.
1: You have to please the people who have given if their children first.
0: Okay. My A movie is that nineteen eighties. Classic mm. directed by Mr. Spock himself.
1: Oh. Three
0: men and a baby. Solid. <laughs> so good. Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Selleck, Steve
2: Gutenberg, Ted Danson. Jack. Angeline. Oh, you look different. What happened? I'm dressed. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Three incredibly eligible men hoping to meet some incredibly perfect women. So many women. <laughs> so so in So little time. Mm-hmm. Now, at last, they're about to find that one girl who will sweep them
0: off their feet.
1: Yeah, ghost child. Yeah. I saw that ghost child. It's fucking terrifying.
0: But yeah, you yeah. get not just one person who's very self-obsessed. But three. The
1: great cast. Yeah.
0: And for most of the movie, it's not even the two that actually father the child that are stuck with the child. Yeah. You know?
1: So you got Selleck. You got Danson. You got Gutenberg.
0: Yeah. At the height of his Gutenbergness. So. Hell yeah. I love that dude. Yeah. He's the man.
1: Yeah. Were well, you a Veronica Mars guy?
0: Uh, I Actually, it's one of those shows that has always just kind of, I've missed it completely. It's
1: streaming nowhere. So, yeah. can't blame you.
0: I know, like they did the Kickstarter thing that the, mm-hmm. they did, like that revival movie. The movie years. is not good. No, it
1: broke my heart. I'm sorry. It's okay. They have apparently they have a new revival on Hulu.
0: Oh, good. Uh, what is your A movie?
1: My A movie is one of my all time favorite films because, like as I told you when you suggested this theme, I love unexpected kid movies. I'm all about them. They're so fun. It's all about maturity. It's about growth. It's about accepting the best part of yourself and imparting wisdom to a child. All things we can understand and I think this might be one of my future uh, movie club picks. It is Peter Bogdanovich's Paper Moon. Keep your sunny side up, up, high, Kansas, 1936. Out of the darkest days of the Depression comes the
2: adventures of two unlikely con artists, Mose Prey and his companion, Addie Loggins.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, Paper Moon is a black and white film from the 70s. I forget the exact year. Um, It's like 73. 73 is So it's about Ryan O'Neill and his real life daughter, Tatum O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill plays a grifter in Dust Bowl era America in the 30s. And how he discovers he may or may not have a daughter of a dead woman. The two of them go on the road playing con games. And it's it's a gorgeous movie. It's visually mm-hmm. beautiful and it's incredible. It's one of those vignette movies where every act is a different movie, but it's perfectly okay. It all works perfectly. And uh Madeline Khan is in it, which is always a great thing.
0: Yeah. I read that like she was actually like a uh despite being like a great character actress was a very shy person in real yeah. life
1: oh she's wonderful yeah have you seen her sesame street clip where she sings the counting song or the repeating song no whatever? i have not it's no. great you can google that fucker it's amazing shit but um paper moon wonderful movie pure joy it's from a man who clearly is in love with old cinema
0: Tatum O'Neal. she won best supporting actress she won best supporting actress youngest
1: yeah. actress to ever win it yeah and Anthony, okay. what is your B movie? What is the movie that you're not sure if people are going to stick around for, but you'd love them if they did?
0: Uh, I think you should stick around for this. I also think it's a crowd pleaser. It's a classic cinema pick. I'm going deep. Though. I'm going 1921. I'm going The Kid with Charlie Chaplin. I was
1: looking at that one. Great. Yeah. Like-
0: Honestly, like... If you could stick around for a silent movie, like you get so much out of no words, and there's that scene. Sorry, I'm spoiling part of this, <laughs> but uh, basically Charlie Chaplin plays a tramp. Uh, the tramp. Yeah, there is a woman who has an illegitimate child, and uh, somehow ends up. I forget if she gives it a, if she loses the child, or hold on one second. Oh, that's my brother. Hi. How are
1: you? We're Hi. recording a podcast. You want to join us? Hello. All right,
0: I can dig it. <laughs> My brother just came in. Anyway, the kid. Uh, <laughs> so Charlie Chaplin is a tramp. He ends up with a child, accidentally somehow, raises him for about five years or so. And basically, they do tramp-like things together, similar to Ryan and Tatum O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, their relationship is pure. It's beautiful.
1: It's Jackie Gleason, isn't it?
0: It's No, it's Jackie coogan or Cooper? jackie coogan
1: not gleason yeah this?
0: uh but then yeah there's that scene when the i guess the social services of the time take the kid away from charlie chaplin and the little kid cries for his father charlie chaplin and it is a heartbreaking scene it is tragic mm-hmm. it, it just it rips you apart but it ends it ends well yeah. um but yeah, definitely see it. If no, you can.
1: I'm a huge Chaplin fan. Oh, he's I, like, my whole life, I've loved him to death. I've been, I've been begging my girlfriend to sit. Like my, she went to dinner with my parents, mm-hmm. and my my dad, who inf- informed a lot of my tastes. Clearly, was kind of was he was like, here, take our Chaplin movies, watch them, and report back to me. <laughs> so I've been trying to like I've been begging her like, okay, yeah. all we have to do is get through Gold Rush, City Lights, and Modern Times, and we're just gonna enjoy. it. It's gonna be great. Instead, we play video games or watch The Americans, which is a fair trade-off, but she's missing out.
0: Mm, Definitely. She's wrong. Yeah.
1: And my B-pick is another one of my all-time favorite movies. Again, I love this genre. It's a hilarious one. It's fairly recent. Ryan and I absolutely adore this thing because it's super charming, racist, awful. It is Clint Eastwood's Gran
0: Torino. Oh, my God. What the hell these Chinese have to move in this? They wrote for
2: <sighs> and Dorothy mentioned specifically that it was her desire for you to go to confession.
0: And I confess that I have no desire to confess to a boy that's just out of the seminary. I love Gran Torino,
1: so fucking much. The only real problem, and I would never deny anyone this, is that the kid who plays Tao, his, his ward, is kind of an awful actor. He's truly awful. In the most climactic moment, he's awful. Like, wow Let me go up. He's terrible. But like John Carroll Lynch is in it mm-hmm. for a hot minute. Yeah. And it's just this incredibly beautiful movie about an old racist in Michigan who becomes a member of a family, of Hmong family. Mm-hmm. And he kind of takes in this kid, this young wayward teen and they build a connection and it's fucking gorgeous damn it
0: yeah i love that movie i like to call it dirty harry 6 cuz yes. it's basically dirty harry is a senior citizen yeah it's
1: dirty harry who learns the <laughs> who learns about, who learns how to be like christ damn it yeah like i i remember seeing that movie for the first time in theaters and you know you sit there with your arms crossed like okay dirty harry's going to dirty harry mm-hmm. and then it's secretly all about being a good catholic Mm -hmm. that he sacrifices himself for the good of everyone and it's fucking beautiful god damn it
0: yo i love there's that one scene where like they clearly show how much he's changed where he's Mm -hmm. having a cookout with the family goes this is great i got good food beautiful women and he's talking about the family and it's like Man, you've changed your ways, and exactly. he helps out the kid. He's like, "Hey, if you don't ask that girl out, I will." Like, yeah, you know, it's like so
1: charming. Yeah, makes me. It's a movie that makes me truly happy, mm-hmm. and like, and I'm clearly after a Man of Steel talk. I'm a man who will not hesitate to shit on all over something. So when a movie makes me truly happy, it's just something else, and that's Gran Torino. Mm-hmm. So, the final question. Anthony, would you be down to watch my double feature?
0: Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd watch yours. That'd be fucking rad. It's brilliant. If I heard that those are playing in movie theater, like in a drive in at old Becky's, I'd be fucking there in a heartbeat. Sounds great. Rad. So that's our show for today. Anthony, thank you for being on our show.
0: No problem. Happy to be here.
1: Do you want to do any plugging for us?
0: Uh, so uh, come to uh, The Seal Sex, come to Arts Quest, see our movies. We got a lot of cool October stuff going on. Um,. Next week, we are playing a free screening of Frankenstein. Awesome. Uh, On the 24th, we're doing Nosferatu with a live piano player in front of the movie. I love that. On October 31st, we're doing freaking Ghostbusters. Uh, Solid. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, Ryan
1: will be fully erect upon hearing that.
0: Brilliant. Uh, Also, I make films with Sycamore Street Studios sycamoreststudios.com you can see some of our shit work and some of our good work on there Uh, so please check that out also, uh, watch Man of Steel and learn its brilliance.
1: Oh god, no! We are having a rematch. I can't <laughs> fucking wait, dude. I'm gonna bring Daniel and anyone else who wants to fight. We'll have a fucking battle royale. I can't wait. Oh my god, I'm can, so. excited. Can we just like
0: record us watching the movie and doing commentary? Do a commentary? It's gonna
1: be screaming. We're gonna get shitfaced. We're gonna see. We're gonna yell about it. Honestly, I think that would be a great like bonus feature. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please check out the other top-gallant radio show. This is a top-gallant radio show, by the way. Fuck you, Danny. It is uh, Slow Readers, where Daniel Gonzalez and I discuss books, and only books, never, ever anything else ever, I promise and I swear. Um, Besides that, please rate and review this show. We're a good show, right, Anthony? Hell yeah. Or You've never listened to us before, you asshole. I Check us out it'll be great. So um you had fun with us now. So um give us a review. Um here is 5 seconds to do it. Yeah It okay, has more than five, it's fine, whatever. Um, but please give us some ratings, give us some reviews, e- um, email us at sexandthewordandviolencepod@gmail.com. and, the word and at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um yeah, we're doing a thing. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you once again, Anthony. No problem. See ya, buddy. Peace, Peace out. Is,
2: This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to TopGoutradio.com.